Hello, everyone. Welcome to Totally Prize Was Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi. It's me, Molly. We got Luke with us. I have tried to do introductions to this podcast so many times now, using so many different methods. Tibetan technique, detective skills, dumb bits. I got nothing left. I gotta use magic. I did have a thought of when I was like going to like introduce this of being like, well, I uh, was driving home and I uh, <laughs> this old man flagged me down and uh, said he wanted to introduce your podcast yeah, for you. Fantastic! Me, Everyone's here now. Bring, yeah, ask me to bring him to the podcast recording. Yeah. That podcast you like is coming back in style. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Happy to see that old man. Mm, we'll get to it. Yeah, I am honestly surprised with like <laughs> uh some of the messages we shared. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Cuz we talked about this a little bit last night cuz you watched it and you were you were head up and I was too. I didn't get shit. Well, yeah, because I Nobody didn't, talked I think, to me. Well, it's because Ashley watched it before you did, and we didn't want to spoil you on shit. Yeah, because uh, I was waiting for Pris to get home. Right, and you were playing Viva Pinata late into the night. I, I just downloaded it. I didn't actually oh, play okay. it. Oh, okay. I yeah, see. Yeah, I, I didn't have a chance yet. I will, I will Viva. She wants to. I will Viva Pinata yeah. soon. I see. I see. Um, Luke, what you been up to? Uh, well, I finally just finished Elden Ring like an hour ago. How'd that go? Uh, you know, it was good. I beat the fucking... I beat the Molly boss. Yep. And on one hand... No, I guess it's only the one hand. No, I agree with people. That boss is a little too hard. <laughs> I don't like, know what your I did is. it. I did it. But, like... Uh, my problem with that boss is I... I felt like I could not beat her unless... I got a little lucky with the AI behavior of my summon, because if or and with her, frankly, because if she just decided she was gonna fucking command grab my summon enough times, there's nothing I can do to stop her, and I just lose it, and then I can't do enough damage output to you know match her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have handled it. It just. I also handled it, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> It felt a little like it was just, like, it was 60% me being good at the game and 40% dice rolls. I had a way worse time with Malakath. Uh, oh, I didn't have that hard time with him at all. I, 
Like it took he, me like two yeah. or three tries. No, yeah. it took me. It took me like, uh, it, it. I guess not like super long in the grand scheme of like Dark Souls bosses. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was not one where I did like three rounds and had it. It it was like okay, right. I gotta go to bed and come back tomorrow. Yeah, I was surprised that the last boss gave me a little bit of trouble. I figured, okay, after I beat Melania, what else is gonna? F- this game is done. I'm gonna just beat the whole thing. Last guy though, kind of hard. He's got some dumb shit mechanics. T- took me a, a couple uh, sessions to to get it, and I finally got it tonight. I f- there's an issue with the ending of that game that I have with a few FromSoft games, and I know this game has multiple endings, and I think some of the others kind of sidestep this. But especially the ending I just did, like, I feel like some of these games are like, wow, you went on this long, difficult journey, you fought all these monsters, you, you made it to, like, this great place, and now you, you you finished the final challenge, you beat the guy. And then the ending is just like a narrator being like, well, there you go, you then. Done, credits. You done did it. <laughs> like, I don't know, let me, like, <laughs> give me something, like, show me some cool stuff for beating the game, I don't know. If you uh, picked a different ending, they would have. I understand that. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I did the same thing you did the first time. Well, especially then, when, like, I did a whole, like, optional missable side quest to get the ending I got. And they're just like, yeah, you sure picked that one. Anyway, credits. <laughs> like, let me bask in it a little. Uh, no. They will not. <laughs> they never will. They never have. Yeah. They have no, no intention right. of doing this. I don't know, the Sekiro endings are all pretty decent. Yeah, the Sekiro endings are decent. But also, those are... I feel like that is a more focused... Definitely, that game's got narrative more narrative experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm just saying, like, give me 30 more seconds of just showing me what happened because of the end choice I made. Or just don't give me the end choice. Like, like Dark Souls 2 doesn't give you one. There's like, ah, yeah. Like, the point of that one is great. You won. Who fucking cares? Go away. Yeah, that's true. And, like, I'm fine with that, but when you set it up, it's like, here's all the choices you can make, and, ah, yes, that changed the world forever. We're not gonna show you how, though, other than this cutscene's got slightly different color grading. Yeah, it's got bugs. We upped the gamma a bit. Right. (laughs) This skybox is gray for this one, but if you did a different one, it might be blue. I can't stress enough uh, how much longer and more substantial the other ending ones are. And that's entirely fair. I, I Listen, I have already... I'm, like, sitting here just trying to decide whether to do a new game plus or just a full-on start over. <laughs> I'm just jumping right back in. I've done... I have done both. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might just go... Uh, the, yeah. the one to get all the endings, I just kept playing the same character. But now I'm playing... That makes Now sense. I'm playing a wizard. Now you're playing a wizard. Yeah, I've I think never I'm gonna been s- a wizard before. I'm going to start over fresh and go arcane decks. And then oh, yeah. uh, just because those are two stats, I never put a single goddamn point in the whole t- first time through. So let's see what happens when yeah, you do. Fuck it. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll peter out on that. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If I decide I want to platinum it, I yeah, New Game Plus seems like the way to do it because you can just fucking slam you through that game. burn through that game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're gonna do that, uh, no, you don't need to do anything special. I mean, I would do the Ronnie ending for the second yeah. one just because there's more bosses involved. But oh, what more bosses to get? Oh, I guess the underground Ronnie's one quest. 
Sure, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there's like multiple bosses in that route. I I guess I had not considered that I can just not do them this time if I'm not going to do Ronnie's ending. If you yeah, if it sucks, <laughs> hit the bricks. Yeah. Do you know how fast <laughs> my frenzied flame run was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of once you've beaten it, you kind of can just do the things you want to do instead of like. Like, you can go do all the catacombs again, but you know what's over there. You know what's over there, and like I said last time, they don't have, like, more powerful artifacts in them, so... Right, right. If you have it, you have it. You have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But anyway, yeah, I I might take a break from that for a bit, or I might not. I don't know, but... Yeah. <laughs> I've probably exhausted all the Elden Ring talk I can have on this podcast, I think. That's, um... Well, there's no other games out. So, sure. Well, I've seen a couple that I'm kind of like, ooh, that sounds cool. What What else are you gonna play? Well, Tunic, but I know that one didn't really wow you. Norco sounds like it's real neat. Oh, I forgot Norco came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. neither of those are 100 hour epics, but you know. No. Okay. Anything else? Luke? Yeah. Ah, uh, nah, not really. Okay, Ashley, what you been doing? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> you, uh, sorry. You good You're there, fine. partner? I kind of uh, blinked out when you guys were talking Elden Ring. That's fair. <laughs> okay. What have, um, what have you been doing? It's a defensive mechanism. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of the same games, watching a lot of, you know, a lot of the same things. I did watch the new Jackass. Oh, yeah, the forever one. Yes. How, how, how'd that go? It's exactly what I wanted. I'm glad. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It was, you know, sometimes I will watch some highfalutin movies. Yeah. Sometimes I just want the dumbest shit in the world. Yep. <laughs> sometimes you just want to uh, watch aging men hurt themselves. Yep. Who doesn't? Uh... You know what? Yeah, yeah one of the no. best scenes of this episode is an aging man hurting himself, so you're right. <laughs> That's not okay. You know. <laughs> Good in a different way. I'm Leland Palmer, and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have a, a bunch of you know new people in this one, too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there's a ta- a one where a lady licks a taser. Oh God. Okay. They they are all dressed up like mimes, and they all have to do one challenge, uh, and not make any sound when they do it. Oh, geez. Okay. Licking yeah, so a she taser a lo- seems uh, like it could go really bad. Yeah. A lot of the things they do could go really bad. Yeah. Another guy gets uh, bit by a snake in the face, uh, which has the it's the line they use in the trailer. But they ask the the guy who's like the snake handler, like, "Oh, is it poisonous?" And the guy goes, eh. well, that's, "No, no, 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 no. That's not the answer I need right now. Gonna need a definitive yes or no for that one." Well, fuck. <laughs> uh, and then Steve-O uh, They Raise a 
skateboard really high in a guillotine and drop it on his uh, legs. Jesus. Ow. And he he's the only one that screams and he just goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he just goes, I forgot why you couldn't scream. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of, like, less gross-out humor, so I was more into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, more just, like, pranks and stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I've been playing Grounded. I beat two more, like, kind of sections. I did the sandbox and the picnic table. Yeah. Mm. The picnic table has a big uh, D&D setup on it. Oh, that's oh. cute. Or, or minotaurs and mazes. Sure, right, of course. Of course. Uh-huh. I went to a pinball uh, bar with uh, my girlfriend and some of her friends, and so I got to meet a bunch of people. Yeah, cool. I did play the uh, Terminator, uh, the Terminator, the Jurassic Park, and the Deadpool pinball machines. Mm-hmm. And you know the thing about the Deadpool pinball machine? It knows it's a pinball machine? It knows it's a pinball machine. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> it... It was kind of cool. Like, it has a thing in the front where it's, like, like the... It's, like, a newer one, so it's a full, like, digital screen oh, rather yeah, yeah, than, yeah. like... Right, right. Uh, and it basically makes it look like you're, uh, like, playing a beat-em-up. That's, that's, that's cute. neat. Yeah. Listen, I got, I got nothing against pinball machines. I do have something against Deadpool. Is I think he's very boring. I mean, yeah, same. But... Someone was like, that Deadpool machine is actually pretty fun. It's like, yeah, I'll, sh- I'll check it out. Okay, yeah, yeah. if you say so, yeah. That's the thing that for me, like, the source material of a pinball table has nothing to do with the quality of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fucking, the, the one that, like, everyone goes nuts over is the Adams Family pinball table. And it's like, listen, there's nothing wrong with the Adams Family. People like those movies, but, like, it's not exactly... Uh, like, oh boy. I'm so glad oh, yeah. the, Adams, the, Adams, the family. Adams family are here in pinball form. <laughs> I don't know what you're uh, talking about. People love that shit. <laughs> people do love that shit. They do, that's true. Um, I also, it wasn't there because there's like only like two ever that existed. But I did recently see a, a video of a vertical pinball machine. Huh. Huh. Uh, I think they call it like circus pinball. Huh. And yeah, it's uh, you go like you uh, shoot eventually and go up to the next ring of the circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you like, every time you get it up, it's like another life because if you if it falls in between the two flippers on that level, it'll just go down to the next level. Oh, yeah, I think I see what you're talking about here. This is wild. Yeah, it's it looks fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how you, like, track how to... How the fuck do you play this? <laughs> yeah, I think they ended up making a like, version of it that was just, like, on its uh... you know, like, a... a, a standard pinball table Mm -hmm. uh but because they're like hmm this doesn't actually like this costs more to maintain and doesn't actually drive people to play our game more right yeah 
Is it? Is this the table you're talking about? I mean, it's not even really a table. I, I just yeah. Said okay, it. good. Yeah, we posted the same picture. Just about. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Interesting choice to uh, have the clown not have a scalp and just have an exposed brain. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's got little lightning bolts going to it. Yeah. Uh huh. Just like the um, circus. Yeah. Apparently, there's a. I didn't hear. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. There's apparently a Rick and Morty pinball machine. Sure, of course. <laughs> Which yeah. I feel like. I don't know why, but I feel like that's going. That'd be more insufferable to me than a. A Deadpool, a Deadpool one. one. Yeah. Just because I'm sure there'd be like a lot of like. V- audio bits of like Morty we got we gotta hit the bu- bumpers Mor- Morty right yeah yeah, yeah. of course yeah. I don't know Rick I yeah. don't know if I wanna hit the bumpers gotta hit the bumpers <laughs> this is a great why impression are we doing Rick this and Morty bit? we're doing right now <laughs> this is I don't think a show that Everyone's either like, wow, of why did we drop a clip of Rick and Morty into our podcast <laughs> Alright, Molly, what have you been doing? <laughs> I'm blaming both of us. I'm not just shitting on you, I'm shitting no, on I me am. too. I'm just I'm just like we need to fucking jettison from this. <laughs> uh I finished the first route in Fate State Night. Oh, congrats. Thanks. Hey. Yeah, we you, we were talking a little bit about Fate State Night and it seems fun. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Uh what if there was a really good king? Sure. Uh, and she was a cute girl. And, 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 yeah, and, and what if King was girl? Right. Yeah. Uh, cool thing. I have two more routes to play through. <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's gonna take a while. Uh, I've I've been told the next one is the one people don't like. So. Hmm. This is going to be a dumb question because I know basically nothing about fate. Is it like, just because you said playthrough, are you, are you basically just buttoning through dialogue? Or oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a visual game. No, it's a visual novel. Okay. It's a visual novel. Gotcha, you gotcha, just, gotcha. You're just reading. Sure, sure. There's like okay. choices here and there. Uh-huh, but they're the kind of choices that kind of don't matter. They're just kind of. Yeah, you get like different scenes sometimes. Like Okay, okay. You, you talk to somebody different. Um, right. But calling it a game is. Maybe a stretch. Sure. Right. No, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Which is how I feel about many visual novels. No, totally. I mean, they're, uh, they're a weird, like, kind of, like, middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, but it's cool. I like it. Um, having a good time. I'm sure Iris will love to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although Iris is probably more up to date because this comes out a week after we record it, so... That is true. She already knows whether or not I've read more. Uh-huh. Yeah, you probably had conversations with her already. Yes. I, I Well, I haven't started the second route yet, so not yet. Mostly I just cried at the end of the first one. But I'm saying before next week, you very well may have and have oh, talked to her about so it. so true. <laughs> Fucked up. Um... That's honestly most of what I did uh, that wasn't play, like, more Elden Ring. I've been really slowing down on that, though. Uh, just oh, because... really? Wow. You're the, the Ooh, engine's wow. running out of steam, huh? Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. 
Yeah, well, I, halfway through your fourth playthrough in the less than a month after it released, you're starting to slow down on it, are you? It's been five weeks. <laughs> I don't fucking need this from you. <laughs> Why don't you go find the last boss you didn't kill, dipshit? Yeah, I barely missed <laughs> one of the fucking like main like gods. Fucking idiot. I didn't. Where I didn't even see another tower. Yeah, there isn't another tower. The, well, what the fuck then? <laughs> Sounds to me like a fake ass demigod. You don't got a tower. No, it's a real. He's a, he's a real demigod. Mm, I don't know. Not if he doesn't got a tower. I can't talk about this. Uh, I looked it up. I I, I kind of know what his great rune does. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I got a new Xbox because I got my tax return, and Walmart just has them all the time now, apparently. Hell yeah, just in time for Easter. So I... Yeah, just in time for Easter from Ollie. <laughs> so, uh, Just in time to wish it a happy Easter. Oh, right. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah! I was like, I don't buy stuff for Easter, Luke. What are you talking no. about? <laughs> happy Easter, Xbox. Yeah. Well, it's early. You can't say it yet. Oh, sorry. Happy uh, Lent, ha- Xbox. Patrick's <laughs> <laughs> Day, Xbox. The Happy Blank Xbox truly is one of the greatest. So good. <laughs> Thank you, Usher. Yep. <laughs> That's all I want from you, Usher. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, fuck. Mm, I wouldn't suppose talk- if he wanted to wish more Happy Holidays to the Xbox. That's true. He could make more. Yeah. It wouldn't be oh, the yeah. same, there, There's a ton. Right. Oh, are there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of them. I didn't know. Well, now you do. Fuck. Go. All right. Yeah. There's, there's, like, Happy New Year's Xbox. <laughs> okay, shit. Merry Christmas, Xbox. Um. How, how, how deep down does he drill? Did we get, like, Happy Arbor Day? No. Oh, okay. No. I'm I sure there's a list say somewhere. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Xbox>. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I love you, Xbox. Because <laughs> he wants to fuck the Xbox. Happy Armistice um, Day, Xbox. I'm so glad World <laughs> War One ended. God. Asher's not doing a bunch. We could probably get him for some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Is he on Cameo? Maybe he's on Cameo. Usher on Cameo. We gotta get Usher to do all kinds of shit. We can keep that man employed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm try- I don't think I did anything else. I think that's it. I think we can talk about uh, uh, Twin Peaks. That's the show. Happy, t- happy Twin Peaks, Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> happy day, Laura Palmer died, Xbox. <laughs> happy Xbox, Twin Peaks. Uh, no, it'd be the it would be the date that uh Cooper comes into town. All right, yeah, that's happy also February twenty third, Xbox. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did this. Yeah, you did. I'm covering the bases. I got you. Anyway. Anyway. anyway Twin Peaks. Twin, Twin Peaks. We got, some re- we got some real badasses over here. <laughs> this is Twin Peaks episode, what is this, 16, a.k.a. Twin Peaks episode 15, a.k.a. Twin Peaks episode, season 2, episode 9, a.k.a. Arbitrary Law. Yep. Albert showed up. He's here again. Yes! Albertrary law. 
<laughs> I screamed two times during this episode, and this was one of them. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> I saw you Albert. Saw they're all just <laughs> doing <laughs> a badass walk down the street, and Albert's just here. Yeah. This is so they're, funny. They really... They really should have sprung the money for Back in Black just for this season. <laughs> the thing about... Um, <laughs> number one, first and foremost about this episode is whoever's uh-huh. directing it is off the shits. Yeah, did they fucking uh, move to Holland for this episode? Because all these <laughs> angles are fucking Dutch. Uh, did we just have a big meal and a bad date? Because we're going Dutch, baby. <laughs> Directed by Tim Hunter. Tim, get the camera lined up, man. Is this a type of oven that I don't really understand how it works? I think it's just like a big pot you put on the stove? Because this is Dutch. (laughs) This is what kind of day it is, huh? (laughs) (laughs) This kind of bit is what we got today, huh? (laughs) Yeah. uh, I think you'll find he's Tim Hunter. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, the directing in this episode is really weird. (laughs) Um, it's like they're trying to imitate David Lynch, but don't know what David Lynch <laughs> he said does. They don't know it. Somebody just described it to him. Uh, to him like, once. If we do weird shit with the camera, that counts, right? If we really zoom in on Donna's mouth, the longer she gets into this fucking diary entry, that's a good shot, right? Until Wait, you just look at her front teeth. Renault's mouth, and that was creepy and weird. So if we do it to Donna while she's not trying to be creepy and weird, it'll it'll also have an effect, right? Yeah. I guess like the, the effect idea it has is, that... is making me think you bumped the camera and like accidentally <laughs> p- leaned on the zoom button. Um, yeah. It... Earlier, later on, they don't have ba- like lightning. It's just actually the white balance went off. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Luke, guide us through this Sorry. episode. <laughs> yeah, sure. So Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Albert flew in emergency overnight to uh, check out Maddie's body. Once again, letter under the fingernail. Uh, it's an O this time. We got four letters of the name Robert now. Dang it. Uh, there was also strands of white fur in her right hand uh, tra- with traces of formaldehyde on it, as though it were from a stuffed yeah. animal. Which I think they even say fox. Yeah, I think you're right. Which we saw Leland, you know, take the little tuft of white fox fur off the the taxidermy yeah, fox in pocket, and, and yeah, in yeah. Ben's office. Um, Harry's like, well, all right, I'll I'll get in touch with Leland and get Maddie's family's contact info so we can let them know that their daughter is dead. And Cooper's just like, wait, hold on, no, give me a day. <laughs> Listen, I know I fucked around for like two weeks at this point, but give me one more day, please. Okay. All right, fine. I guess I will put off notifying her family that she's dead. And yeah, like Cooper's just like, listen, we're basically at the end of this <laughs> this mystery. Yeah, we can wrap this up. Like, you know, you call her, and then like they're gonna come, and then we have to hire like new people who were on Seinfeld. Right. <laughs> listen, if I can fucking do this in one day <laughs> there were only so many older middle-aged character actors on seinfeld it was mostly a younger 30s cast where you can't get that many <laughs> parents uh yeah but cooper's just like no no wait please truman give me one more episode i can solve it in this one i promise and uh albert pulls him aside like cooper i don't fucking know what's going on but i know you're the only guy that can possibly solve this mystery and cooper's like yeah thanks albert i got no idea what yeah, the fuck albert- to do <laughs> Albert's basically like, listen, I know that there's some spooky shit going on. Right. 
Yeah, he's like, do whatever you have to do to figure this out, but please do it before he kills again. Right. Because I'm tired of digging under fingernails. I love Cooper's heel turn of like, yes, absolutely. I can finish this in the next 24 hours. I got no idea where to start. (laughs) (laughs) After Albert Uh, walks away, he's like, fuck. Yeah, shit, man. I shouldn't have said that. What do I do? Also, Albert specifically says, before this beast takes another bite. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Donna finally got yep. uh, the one table in the double R with completely different lighting than the rest of the restaurant. That's true. She's been waiting to get the romantic lighting booth this whole season. Well, if she had just had sex earlier, then it would have worked right. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole subplot of this app. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they apparently, James and Donna apparently had sex last night, and James has come in with a ring for her. Yeah, because he figured, he said, oh my god, that's what pussy's like? (laughs) Dude, I have to walk this up. Yeah. Listen, Donna, they're, the way that girls are dying in this town. (laughs) I'm trying to, where did we leave them off last episode? Uh, Was it just with their... Going at to Leland's try to place. see Maddie off? Yeah. And then yeah, we were just yeah. at the... They were at the roadhouse, and Donna started crying. That's right! Like Maddie was dead. Or no, that, that was, then, no, that was before, though. That was the episode before. Oh, that's when yes, Maddie that was gets the killed, and they before. go to try to say goodbye to Maddie. Yes, oh, so they do yeah. that. So apparently they uh, realized they couldn't see Maddie off, and then they were like, well, I guess we could go fuck tonight. Yeah. I just... I... I thought for a blissful second that it the way it went was Donna starts crying and uh, James proposes. Ja- and James was like, "Well, I guess like like how do I cheer her up?" Right. Uh, give her the D. Girls, girls like rings. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't propose to her, but he does buy her a nice ring and say like, "I want us to be like." Together. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could read it as a proposal, even if he doesn't say that. He doesn't say it, but that's clearly the intention. Right, right. He's like, oh, I, I, I didn't know what size to get, and the the girl at the jewelry store had big hands, so I hope the ring's not too big. Oh, it fits perfect. I, <laughs> what a weird thing to say! <laughs> I just feel like if you're going to not propose to a girl, and you uh-huh. go and buy her some jewelry... Yeah, just there's a lot of jewelry you can buy. There's a lot of jewelry you could buy that is not a diamond ring. Yeah, necklace. They made necklaces for this. Yes. Bracelets. Bracelets, anklets. Earrings. Anything, buddy. There's all sorts of jewels and gems. We have a. You can't, like, you could buy a toe ring. Sure. Well, no, wrong couple. <laughs> yeah. No, because if Ben brought a toe ring, that's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> it's at least mistress. It, yes. Yes. Yeah. Will, will you please cheat marry me? Uh-huh. You know what they say? Finger rings for the wife, toe rings for the mistresses. <laughs> That's what my grandpa said. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Norma's still having to put up with her mom, who is just like... Shit talking her eggs. Who really went from last episode being like, 
maybe kind of rude to the worst bitch in history. <laughs> yeah, last episode it was like, she's not really being that mean, but you can tell from Norma's reactions that they have a history to, this time it's like, oh no, no, now she's just the worst. Yeah. Yeah, now she's just a bitch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was just remembering how we were all like, man, our podcast is so good recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when the show gives us, like, serious, uh, you know, uncomfortable subject matter, we can't crack toe-ring foot fetish jokes about it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mark Frost has left us no choice. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're pretty sure we've identified the foot freak. <laughs> You've known this entire time. No, I, I mean, I knew this scene was coming. Luke has never thought about this. No, no never thought about it. Who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> Not a foot freak. <laughs> well, no, but I know a foot freak when I see one. He didn't do the journalism, though. He didn't do the investigation. Although I do have an alternative take on who the foot freak might be. Oh, my God. Huh? Well, because... So... What was your reasoning for saying, I mean, we'll get to the scene, I guess, but getting ahead of ourselves. But why are you saying, ah, Mark Frost, it's him. We got him. What, what's your reasoning? He's he's the only one of the two. Between the two of them, he's the only one left on the writing team. David Lynch has no uh, credit on this episode. That is true. We, I think we can def- definitely cross David Lynch off the list. I agree with you. But I mean, Tim Hunter could be a foot freak. We don't know him. I guess, but he's also not credited in that episode, is he? Right, so that's, I think, the strongest evidence in favor of Mark Frost is that he was a writer on both episodes with foot stuff. That's what I'm but saying. But I haven't seen these, but I haven't seen the scripts for either of these episodes. What if the actor that plays Ben Horn is the foot freak and he, he came up with that on set in He's both like, cases. Catherine, let me suck your toes. Right, or... He said, Piper Laurie, let me see those digits. Or, what if Piper Laurie's the foot freak? Piper Laurie could be the foot freak. I buy that more than Ben Horn. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she wants her toes sucked. Maybe yeah, that's what's that's going what on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. I, my, that. The, the suspect list is narrowed. I don't think we can, you know, I have not yet gotten to go to a bar with lightning striking and a friendly old man to tell me which with person all the other, here. With all the other potential foot freaks. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them says, yeah, you know, that uh, athlete's foot powder you like is coming back in style. <laughs> I'm glad you got to that joke 0.5 seconds before I did. <laughs> I was like, as soon as Molly says what she's about to say, I'm going to say that foot cream you like is back in style. John Madden calls down from the heavens instead of the giant. <laughs> and then he gives Cooper back his toe ring. <laughs> yeah. He gives Cooper full circle. <laughs> he gives Cooper some tenactin. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, Norma's mom is just like, oh, this omelet sucks ass. You should go get some fresh mushrooms and uh, veal to put yeah, in your omelet. Yeah, have you tried putting you veal in the omelet? <laughs> like, thanks, like, mom. Well, well, mom, I run That's a diner. That's how you know she's evil. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Mom, I run a diner. It's not a five-star fucking restaurant. But sure, let me go drop everything I'm fucking doing and go pick some goddamn mushrooms for yeah, you. Yeah, I uh, happy. Live, live in a town of 5,000, mother. Yeah. You know her mom sucks because Norma's just like, all right, you know, I try really hard and you never appreciate anything I do. And her reaction is just like, oh, shut up. I'm great. That's yeah, sh- that's not true. I like these menus. Right, right. She's like, yeah. no, the menus are good. Just all the food that's uh, represented by it sucks. 
<laughs> Which, like, until her mom, every single character on the show has been like, oh, the double R. Just truly a, a secret gem of cooking the, out the here. The pinnacle of diners. Right. So shut up, Norma's mom. What do you fucking know? Bitch. Nothing. Yeah. Get out of here. Andy's here. Andy's here. He's got a piece of pie, but he just keeps trying to say uh, Harold Smith's suicide note to himself. He's practicing yes. his French. He's got to get this right because uh, Lucy's going to love it. Or, yeah, or he's just fixated on it. He doesn't really... Really, it's just they needed Donna to hear the yeah, suicide note. Yeah, they need Donna note. to hear the suicide yeah. note. Yeah. I did not realize that Donna and James were supposed to be in the double R until they walked into this scene. Oh, me either. Yeah, yes. it looks completely again, like, different. The, I was joking about the lighting being different. It just doesn't look like the same space at all. It doesn't. I mean, part of the problem is that, uh, like, it's dark in that corner, and the right. red tablecloths are not what I'm used to, even though it's been, like, two episodes. Right. Uh, so you're just, just like, what is yeah. up with all this red? <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Donna and James walk over and she's like, hey, what the fuck did you just say, Andy? He's like, what? No, nothing. Just just repeating a guy's suicide note, that's all. Just saying it to myself. Jayunam solitaire means I am a lonely soul. That's what that little lynch freak said to me. That weird little corn kid said that. It'd be very funny, like, in the alternate, like, Warwood. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Totally normal. <laughs> I gotta go talk to Agent Cooper. He knows about weird shit. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's good news. Cooper does yeah. know about weird shit, so. <laughs> he does. So, yeah, Donna gets Agent Cooper and takes him over to Mrs. Tremont's house to uh, ask about how her son knew fucking what Harold was going to write in his suicide note in a few days. But Mrs. Tremont but comes to the tur- door. Go ahead. But this has turned into a creepypasta. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Tremont comes to the door, but it's not the same lady. It's not the lady that Jerry steals the marble rye from in Seinfeld. It's some other lady I don't remember being in Seinfeld. That's crazy. <laughs> she might be, and I just coming. don't remember Hard to say. Because this lady does look like she would be in science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, with nine... With nine fantastic comedy-filled seasons, who can remember all the bit characters from that classic sitcom? Uh, Everybody who's watched it, apparently. Yeah. uh (laughs) Another similarity between uh, Twin Peaks and Seinfeld... Yeah. uh, ...is that you have a main character who comes... Who... Is trying to date a teenager. <laughs> God. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Tremond says, "Oh, you're Donna. Hey, that guy who hung himself left me this note for you in my mail." Yeah, but also uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like my, she's like, "Oh, wait, was I talking to your mother the other day?" Like, no, my mother's dead, and I don't have a son, so don't know what you're talking about, but I do have a letter for you. Now leave me alone, please. Yeah, could you go? And Cooper's yeah. like, we should go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like Cooper's like, yeah, we should go. But like, also this seems extremely normal. Right. This, you know, this is just Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. So Donna opens the letter and Harold had left her one page from Laura's diary where she describes a dream she had. And it's the same dream that Cooper had back in episode three, where he saw Laura in the red room. Sick. Fuck yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fucking go. Let's get weird. He was like, there was an old man there and I smooched him. And then I told him 
it's a secret. I, I had forgotten that he's supposed to be wearing old man makeup. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not good old man makeup. <laughs> I don't know, and, it was yeah, pretty like, good at I, the time. Probably when he, like, yeah. tur- turned his head and, like, had, like, a weird, like, like stretch of the thing. I'm like, oh, right! Right. <laughs> Him! Yeah, he's, he's the one that has it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, his skin just kind of looks, you know, dried out, and they kind of made his hair a little grayer. Uh, Which, like, still works for, like, the weird shit they're doing. Yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, Cooper's like, wait, shit, oh, man, Laura had the same dream as me, that, that proves it's real, and that means I know the answer inside of me already, I just gotta remember it. Yeah, and, like, that's impossible. Yes, it is. Right, yeah. And, like, and Truman's like, alright, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is that scene where they just keep zooming in on Donna's mouth. Hate it. Tim, yeah, stop. As she's reading the letter, yeah, the camera just keeps zooming in and zooming in and zooming in. But yeah, it it doesn't feel like it's achieving any particular effect. It just feels like a weird thing to weird. do with the camera. Yeah. Like, it's it, just it do, like, again, it's similar to the Jacques Renault thing, but he's doing weird shit with his mouth when they're zooming in on his mouth. Like, he's biting his tongue and, like, contorting his face. She's just talking. Yeah, he is performing, like, just, like, he is putting acting into just the lips. Yeah, yeah. She is acting with her whole body and face, but they are just concentrating on the lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think I've talked about this before, but I used to, I like, when I went to film school, I had a thing where they had to... Like, we had to imitate a certain uh, director style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone did David Lynch. Bold. And it was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of it was, it was like, David Lynch, Terry Gilliam, I chose Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That seems like the easy A pick. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh <laughs> It was mostly in, like, the style of, like, writing that I did and not necessarily the directorial style. Sure. Um, but, like, with, like, Terry Gilliam, people were like, all right, I am remaking, like, shots from, like, fucking uh, Fear and Loathing, and, oh, I'm remaking shots from the... And so it just feels like, oh, this is the person who did David, like, who did theirs in the style of David Lynch. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they're imitating this whole thing, but, like, they don't have the experience necessary to, like, understand why this, like why you do this. Right. Yeah, They just yeah. find it interesting that you do it. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, after talking about the dream, Donna keeps reading the note and mentions that, like, like, Laura's talking about, like, Bob, like, wants her. She can feel his fire, but if she dies, then he can't hurt her anymore. And Donna kind of cracks reading that. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Cooper, why did you have Donna read this to you? Yeah, you could have just read it yourself. You could have just not done this. Yeah. Oh, Donna would have wanted to read it. Sure, but, you know, she could have, he could have read it, then given it back to her. Yeah. Cooper, we've talked about it, like, throughout the entire series. Cooper is a bit of an asshole in this app. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the other thing is, like, even if she wants to read it, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. 
Sorry, no. It's upsetting. You don't need to. Right. Wasn't, in, like, Laura didn't intend for her to ever read it. No. It's not for her. Uh, yeah. It's, it is evidence in a murder investigation. Yeah. Yep. Just because you're curious doesn't mean you get the thing. That's true. That's true. Uh, Cooper needs to go talk to Mike to figure out this dream shit. Uh, he is back in the Great Northern. Uh, Doc Hayward yeah, is like, watching over him. This is the shit I'm talking about. Yeah, because Doc Hayward's like, hey, we have not given this man his medicine for days now. He's severely dehydrated. You're, like, killing him? You need to stop this. And Cooper's like, shut up. I need to talk to you about dream shit. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I expected him to, uh, like, give it to him on the way out, but nope. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get no indication that Cooper is going to give him this, like, give this guy his medicine. Right. Because I guess, I mean, they don't explain it very much, but the impression I get is, like, Mike's a weird ghost spirit thing. He's not taking care of Philip Gerard's body because he doesn't care. He cares about yeah, catching yeah. Mike and that's or catching Bob and that's all. And like you know, he's obviously a better thing than Bob, right? But Bob doesn't treat you know the host body that well. Yeah, so weird stuff happens with that, right? Uh, alternately, he is withdrawing from that weirdo freak drug that he's been taking. That's also true. Yeah, he could be going in, yeah. going through withdrawal. Um, and yeah, speaking of Mike not being you know as bad as Bob, but not you know. Eh. He he does remind us in this scene, like, oh yeah, me and Bob used to be murder buddies. Yes. Yeah. You know, when we were partners, we we were a golden circle, appetite and satisfaction. <laughs> God, what a weirdo! Uh, yeah, I. The actor uh, felt Gerard still. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. Uh, although he's not doing like the same like gravitas kind of performance in this one because he's like. Drenched in sweat and kind of crazed, but it's yeah. still good. He's in bed. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I, I still think that, like, you know, it's impressive that he can do that while like lying down. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, he. So when he mentions the golden circle, Cooper's like, "Wait, shit, my ring." You know about the giant? He's like, "Oh yeah, that guy's that guy's oh, yes, cool." That man, I know him. Yeah, no, that that dude's cool. You hit him up for a favor, he'll help. That's my man. Yeah, that dude will give you a ride He's to the airport, no problem. He's a pretty cool dude. He's <laughs> like, well, okay, well, what do I do? You have to ask him. You have all the clues, Mr. Policeman. He basically says <laughs> you have all the clues, Mr. Policeman. Yeah. He does! <laughs> and then he passes out. Yes. And then Cooper's like, all right, got enough. Got what I needed this time. <laughs> I assume we don't see it. I gotta think after Cooper leaves, Hayward's like, fuck this, I'm giving this man medicine. I have to think so. I I, I hope so. Yes. Yeah. Can't be sure, though. <laughs> Can't be sure. They never show it. <laughs> and I'm trying... Re I don't remember whether Mike shows up in this show at all after this episode. Let him Let him go sell shoes, man. <laughs> yeah. He just wants the, to go sell some episode, shoes. He's like... Wow, I don't remember the last, like, five days. Right, yeah, he's had a bad week. Uh, Cooper's just out in the hall, just like, oh, yeah, jeez, I gotta, oh, what do I do? And the old waiter shows up on the other side of the hall with another glass of milk. Gives him a thumbs up. I've heard about you. Milk got cold on you, but it's getting warmer now. Warmer. 
Oh my god, he said it's getting warmer. warmer now. Oh shit, I'm getting warmer. I'm on the case. So they check out Ben Horn's office, and uh, they find out that the phone call Leland talked about did actually happen. There was a call placed from Ben's office to Laura's phone. Yep. Uh, the night yeah. she died, and the fox that the uh, fur came from is in Ben's office. Yeah, like, the entire time, Cooper is just staring at the fox. Oh, do you think Leland took that tuft of fur on purpose to try to frame yes. Ben, or was it just... Yeah, okay, I, I'm yeah. just putting that together. Oh, I thought, I thought he was just being weird up. in that moment, and he happened to get some fur on Maddie when he was doing the shit. No. I, I also thought that. Yeah, no, no. That, that makes sense. No, it was still Yeah, he's evil. No, you're right. <laughs> I'm just dumb. It's okay. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Albert can't totally pin down Maddie's time of death, but the window he's got for it happened before they arrested Ben, which means they can't rule Ben out as the killer. Which is really funny, because it's, like, between 10 and midnight, which means that, uh, meeting with Tojimura was happening at, like, 11 p.m. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was happening there? Well, which they said he didn't arrest him until like- after midnight. <laughs> That actually doesn't line up at all with them going to the roadhouse. Then that's true. That was a late they arrest night him and they... at the roadhouse. Yeah, because they arrest him and then go to the roadhouse. Yeah, like the, the classic three a.m. concert at the roadhouse. That's a this story don't line up at all, boys. <laughs> no <laughs> timeline don't quite work. Uh, but yeah, all the clues still point to Ben. Unfortunately, except also they got that blood test back and it cleared him. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not going to tell you that right now. It's not time yet. Right, they're going to look at the blood test and all know that Ben couldn't have done it, but they're going to play like they don't know for some reason. Uh, At the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department, there is, uh, like, a mechanic, like a fire uh, alarm mechanic guy out here working on their sprinklers and making sure, because right now they're tuned to be too sensitive and you don't want want them going off because someone's smoking or something. Yeah, no, 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 that'd be bad. Yeah. So while this guy's working on that, Andy just bursts in, I want to talk about my child, Lucy. And Lucy just kind of lays it out for him like, yeah, it's like a coin flip. He might be your kid. I couldn't actually say for sure. Yep. Yeah, I I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And meanwhile, the fire uh, sprinkler guy is just like, what? The, why are you having this conversation near me? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep saying sperms? Yeah. And dick. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're both like Andy's grumpy about it, Lucy's mad about it, and, you know. Uh yeah, Andy storms over to Lucy's phone to call at the department store and talk to Dick, and he's clearly very I- mad and Lucy's like, "Oh, you're not going to beat him up, are you?" But secretly she really wants him to beat him up. Yeah, she's yeah. getting hot and bothered. Yeah. And Andy kind of, like, chews him out on the phone and says, you get down here right now so we can sort this out. If it's convenient for you right now. And Lucy's just being like, ah, nah. Yeah, don't it. be silly, no. Andy. Here's you the had thing. You gotta love Andy, Andy for Andy. You gotta. I like Lucy's dress in this episode. Yeah, she looks great. She's good. It's a cool design on the dress. We get to a scene that we've basically talked about already. Ben Horn is still in jail. 
And Mr. Tajimura shows up. <sighs> Blessedly, I am pretty sure this is the last time we're ever going to have to talk about Mr. fucking Tajimura. It'd be weird if it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know what reason they would possibly have to bring this back again. Yeah, because now he knows that it's Catherine. Right. Um, the other... Um, God, what was I going to say? The other thing is that Ben is killing it in this scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's so great. And, like, yeah, I was talking to him all, like the fact that he has a... A uh, bit of a, like, beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, like, suit jacket has got, like, some weird stains on it. His tie's getting, like, loose. He, he looks like shit. Yes. And he's like, oh, Mr. Tajimura, I... Oh, well, I am in jail now, so I do think we're gonna have to put our business dealings on hold. Oh, and you want your money back? Okay, well, that makes sense. I'd love to do that, but... Mm, can't tell you about how I gave it to a crime lady, so, uh, um, yeah. I would love to give you your money back, but I'm in jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, okay. It's uh, fake money anyway. Don't worry about it. That's true. <laughs> and, uh, Catherine breaks character and is like, oh, she breaks character by slipping yeah. a foot. Oh, no, I, you cannot, like, just say, like, and then, like, Catherine reveals herself. <laughs> no, she reveals... A fire engine red toenail as she pulls her foot out of her shoe and sticks it into Ben's cell. And then Ben is like, wait a minute. I know, I know them toes anywhere. I know those toes. Hang on, let me uh, let me get a little suck on that real quick. Drops to his knees and starts kissing her toes. Catherine's throwing her head back laughing. Piper Laurie might be the foot freak. <laughs> she might be. She might be. <laughs> but also I think it might just be Mark Frost. Uh, listen, there's uh, there's a lot of suspects. Perhaps perhaps they're both just foot freaks. You know, hey, maybe maybe it was just a very foot centric set. Who can say? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Ben is like between like, oh, thank God you're here, and also like, man, you got me really good. <laughs> this is, wow, you really pulled a shenanigan this time, Catherine. Yeah, and it. It'd be more fun if you had a different disguise, but, you know. But, you know. I, yeah. I in no I, I, way has got to hand it to you. <laughs> no, but, yeah, Ben just being like, oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like you got, fun like, scene, yeah. except every time they cut to fucking Piper Laurie's face. And she's, like, in her fucking teeth. And, yep. Uh, yep. It's, uh, it's bad, gang. Yep. It's really bad. But she tells him that, yeah, she will uh, reveal herself and give Ben his alibi if he signs over the Ghostwood Estates and uh, the sawmill back to her. And he's like, yeah, no, in a second, in a second, yeah, here you go. Okay, it's all science, now you're going to help me, right? And she's like, yeah, maybe. I don't know if I feel like it. B- ben, when did you get this stupid? He's had a rough night. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Like, come on, Ben. <laughs> come on, man. You're more you're the e- crime guy. Yeah. You should know how crime works. You're more e- you're more evil and fucked up than this. You don't you shouldn't be making these mistakes. This is basic. This is one on one shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, if you know, if he just waited, he would have gotten away with this and not had to. That's, That's true. also he, true. Yeah, he this is gonna to resolve shit. itself. Yeah. Or the- he just breaks at the, like the merest like suggestion of 
uh, consequences. Yeah, uh-huh. Although I can't wait for this to turn into, like, as soon as the next episode starts and he's out of jail, him going to Catherine and being like, you have to give me those documents. Catherine's going to be like, no, bitch. Right, uh-huh. Yeah. You have any idea how many more secret hiding places I have in this mansion? You'll never find them. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we cut over to the Palmer house. Get some, get, Ray Wise enters the episode and Jess doing My a great God. job. My God, does he? Yeah. The king. Uh, Donna came over to give him the cassette tape of the song that they recorded with together. And Leland's like, oh yeah, she talked about this. How it was super fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, not awkward at all. Not awkward. She definitely didn't have a vision of her impending death immediately after it ended either. No. Yeah, I'm surprised that like uh, Donna isn't immediately like, why would she tell you that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets distracted because Donna's wearing Laura's sunglasses, and she's and he's like, wait a minute, are you sicko mode? <laughs> <laughs> Have you gone lore mode? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, wait, wait, those sunglasses, what's going on? And she's like, oh, no, they were Laura's. Maddie gave them to me. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he kind of. Yeah, of course. That that must be why. <laughs> right. And he's immediately kind of like discomfited by this. And then she reveals like, hey, do you know that Laura had a second diary? He's like, what diary? Yeah, no, I gave that to the cops. No, no, no. A secret diary. He's like, what the fuck? What? Uh-oh, what? That's no good. I don't like that. Ah, gotta murder again. The, gotta the way stop feeling great. Just need to murder. <laughs> the way that like she is telling him all this stuff feels so yeah. weird. Uh-huh. Like, why has she yeah. come over to do this except for this scene to happen? I really it, at, at the beginning of this scene, I assumed the idea was she's figured it out and she fucking knows. Yeah, but she doesn't. She would not stay here if she knew. She yes. would get the fuck out yeah. of here as soon as she told him. Yeah, as soon as, well, uh, also Do- as soon as the telephone rang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would bolt. Uh, yeah, like, a lot of Donna's stuff in this seems, and, like, it's something that's been happening the last couple episodes, just, like, really, like, eh, we don't know how to get here, so we're just gonna, like, like write it that it happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. There, you know, sometimes there's no perfect answer, but it just keeps happening right. with Donna. Well, and it also, she, it gives the impression that she's very, like, collected and confident because she's wearing the sunglasses in this scene yeah. and you can't see her eyes. So you just, she looks cool, so you assume that she's in control of the situation. And then she takes them off, and no. Yeah, because she can hear on the phone, uh, Maddie's mom has called Leland asking about where Maddie is. And she starts to get upset, and... He's like, ah, weird. The darndest thing. Maddie never made it home. That's probably fine. It's It's been less than a day. It's fine. Anyway, hey, do you want to sit here and think about this with me? I'll get you some lemonade. We'll chill. Yeah. Oh, oh, Donna, you don't need to get... Oh, I get it. You're afraid because of what happened to Laura. Listen, yeah, have some lemonade. Let's just sit down. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll work this Let's out. Dance. I'm going to menacingly put some gum in my mouth while I look at you. Yeah, I'm going to chew some gum because now in this episode, I have 16 to see episodes this. in... We gotta suddenly start connecting Leland to gum, so that line seems like foreshadowing. And then he straightens his tie in the mirror, and we see Bob in the mirror again. Yep. 
Bob doing a lot of no, uh, invisible tie straightening. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I think the lead into like it cuts to a commercial here, and then when it comes back, I think what we were saying, the lead into this kind of messy and doesn't make much sense. I like this scene a lot, where he like comes in and he immediately starts like touching her hair in like a creepy way. Yeah. Uh, and you know she's trying to work through like, oh, Maddie's. And he's probably okay, right? It's probably fine. And he's just like, starts off seeming very kind and comforting. He's like, hey, I know what'll cheer you up. Let's put a song on and dance. And he's just being kind of like a cute dad at first. Like, oh, may I have he's this dance? He's cute dad that turns into creepy uncle. Yes, because he starts like dancing with her in a very like, you know, a very you know, cute way. And then suddenly he just grabs her and, like, holds her way too tight and starts, like, kissing her neck. And she's freaking out. And there's a knock on the door and he has to walk away. Yeah. And she just left, like, what the fuck just happened? And if they did not call Leland away, I I don't have, like, the full belief that she would just bolt. No, she's fucking dead. No, yeah, no. I, I had the cops not shown up at the door right here. He was gonna kill Donna. Or even if the cops, yeah, but I'm just saying, even if the cops leave without taking Leland with them, Donna's fucking dead. That's what I'm saying. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Although I guess that would implicate him if they saw her there. You know. Right. I don't know. I like the idea that like she's in this man's house. He's like her friend's dad. He has like an air of authority around him, and he's being, you know, this is inappropriate, it's uncomfortable, I don't like the way you're touching me, but I feel weirdly, like, beholden to what you're doing. Like, I, I like the un- the discomfort of this for her. Yeah. Um, And I almost wish, like, because she gets, she hears that Maddie, like, something bad happened, they need Leland's help, and she kind of puts it together that Maddie died, and, like, that, the tragedy of that kind of supersedes her processing what just happened here, and I kind of wish it didn't. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish gonna... we got a scene of her sitting with, like, just stewing over what Leland just did to her. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she just kind of, like, is walking down the street crying, both both because of what Leland did and because she's figured out that Maddie's dead, and runs into James. Yeah. Yeah. This is I, uh, this scene this is, is such a weird fucking scene. This scene started off and I was like, "Ooh, uh, oh, is James finally a good character?" Oh, never mind. <laughs> we dodged a bullet. This is baffling. Because he like gets angry and upset and freaks out when she tells him that Maddie's dead, and he starts yelling at how they could have done something to help her, and she's like, "What what the fuck what could we have done?" And he's like, "I don't know." I'm he just feels like angry and powerless. He's like, "We it, I hate that he's like, I've gotta go. I want him to say, like, we've gotta go. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because he's leaving her here. Right. I want him to be like, hey, this town fucking sucks. It's killed two of our friends now. Let's get the fuck out of here. Instead, he's like, I can't take this anymore, Donna. I gotta go. Oh, see, I thought the implication was, like, we can't stay together. Yeah, I mean, what's he say? Like, it doesn't matter if we're happy if everything's, like, falling yeah. apart around us or something. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just... It's just, like, extreme, like, oh, we're, like, everything is just so 
uh, like the world's so awful, our love can never really be true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, and also, like you f- proposed three hours ago, my guy. Right. It just it doesn't. <sighs> I like the idea that James at this point is like disgusted with Twin Peaks and wants to go. I just don't get why he wants to ditch Donna. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah, and like it's such a like kind of like extreme like change. Yeah, it's it doesn't track and like you could always go to the fucking justification that well, he's a teenager, his emotions aren't going to make sense, but that no, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> he's I don't a character think it works that got here. written. <laughs> yeah. Um and Donna's like yelling after him and crying like don't leave me and you could mm, if this is what the episode was about, James being stupid and selfish right now could also work. But then this is the end of this plotline. Yeah, nothing else happens with these two. We we got supernatural mysteries to solve. We cannot deal with Donna's emotional problems anymore today. Yeah, we showed her have two scenes, and that is too, too many. Right. So a storm rolls in. No rain, just thunder. Yeah. And, and no scene where Donna, like, has the character growth or anything. Right. No, she's just sad, just- girl. Yeah. Just scenes where she gives other people information or is uh victimized. Yep. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Just cuz I feel like it wouldn't take that much work to make me like it. Yeah. I see how it would be good, but instead it's bad, and that's frustrating. Yep. Um but yeah, they're at the roadhouse. They've brought Ben here from jail. And he's just in the corner eating peanuts. I love that he's the first thing you see here. He's just he's just at a booth eating peanuts. He's just like, oh, yeah. okay, this is weird. Yep, Ed's here. Uh, sheriff's here. Hawk's here. And like Cooper tells them, okay, I'm gonna need everybody to clear all the tables and chairs out from the middle of the room. As like lightning is crackling through the window. And uh, this is the goofiest shit, and I love it. Yeah, this shit yeah. whips. <laughs> I'm really torn on it because you're not wrong, but also it's real goofy. I don't know. No, it whips. It does. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I keep flipping back and forth on whether I like this scene. Uh, oh, yeah, well, Bobby brings news, Leo good. in. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We told you. It's <laughs> okay. Good. Figured it out. Uh. And, uh, yeah, Cooper, now that everyone's here, he's like, oh, all right, everyone, another murder victim was found, and I have reason to believe that the killer is in this room. And, you know, we get a shot of everybody, like, oh, maybe the killer, it's weird, like, the shot of, like, oh, who could the killer be when we know already? Yeah. Um. I mean, it's good drama for everybody else there. Yeah, sure, yeah, he's just putting on a show. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, ah, Throughout this yeah, investigation, like he, no <laughs> he brings in Leo, and he 100% knows Leo isn't there. He's just like, right. isn't yeah, the guy. Kind He's of a dick like, move to bring well. Leo here. <laughs> he brings in Big Ed. <laughs> he does, well, you know, you gotta, have, you gotta have the muscle. That's true, that's true. He's like, throughout this investigation, I've employed bureau technique, you know, Tibetan rock-throwing instinct, luck, and now... For lack of a better word, I have to resort to magic. I start, I started hooting and hollering. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he did that, he should have just like, like, 
done like jazz hands and then like a bouquet appears. <laughs> I, when he says magic, there's a huge crackle of lightning and it does cut to Albert who's looking around like, where the fuck's that coming from? There's no windows on this set. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and the lighting is just someone f- like flicking the lights on and off. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it rules. It rules. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, he's just, everyone's like, okay, what does that mean? And Cooper's like, uh, no, I don't know, there's something still missing, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna spin around a few times, and I'm just gonna, like, close my eyes, and whoever my finger lands on, that's who they did. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Easy. But then the clock strikes three, and Major Briggs comes in, escorting <laughs> the old waiter. It's worth saying that this whole time, uh, Albert is talking shit in the corner to Truman. Yeah, 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 for sure. Ben's also just like, oh, do, do you want us to chant for you? Yeah, what Agent? do you need? You want some Tibetan chant? Fuck are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Major Briggs says like, oh, I was on my way home from work and I saw this kindly old man on the side of the road who asked if I could give him a ride here. I'm Again, Welcome I'm back. happy he's here, but why? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was driving home from work and he saw the, because he saw the alien, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's, it's he's the one who's connected to it. And the old man walks up to Cooper and gives him a stick of gum. This is where this scene really starts to lose me because Leon's like, "I know that gum. I used to chew that gum when I was a kid. It's my most favorite gum in the world." Yeah, it is a really weird. <laughs> it's a really weird line. It's a weird. Yeah. The line's weirdly written, it's weirdly delivered, and I don't like how much they're trying to make that gum you like is going to come back in style into a clue. Yeah, you didn't have to do that, but I get it. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I kind of like it, it, it as just a weird non-sequitur that, uh, like, confused you and, like, threw you off kilter, you know? And I would have been fine if, like, someone said that in another context, like, not to Leland. Right. And it, like, unlocked, like, uh, like oh, I have, like, now, like, because I heard that, I have, like, now heard, like, another thing. Yeah. I have... My own opinion about what that line's supposed to mean, but I can't get into it for several months. Oh, boy. <laughs> about the gum? Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> like, I could explain it now, but it'll be better if I wait. All right. Um. So, uh. yeah, Cooper, like, it freeze frames on everybody as soon as the <laughs> old man says, that gum you like's gonna come back in style. And Cooper realizes, he remembers his dream fully, and remembers that Laura leaned down to him and said, My father killed me. This line was 80 yard in later. (laughs) And as soon as he realizes that, the giant appears before him and holds out his ring. And then the giant fades away and his ring falls to the ground. And he's got it back. You should should have have, caught that. (laughs) No, it's way more dramatic if it hits the ground. Right. <laughs> um, There's a bunch of fucking... <laughs> I looked it up because I remember there was something with it. The fucking book they wrote about Dale Cooper's life has so much lore about this fucking ring. Oh, okay, you are going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Why this is there dumb, lore? I just assumed thing. it was from that... Uh, I, I, Without knowing anything, I assumed it yeah. was from like that previous relationship he says he had. Uh, to Harry no, that one sure. time last season. 
That would make sense. I just assumed it was a ring he wore, because sometimes people wear rings. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, let me find it on this Wikipedia, this uh, Twin Peaks wiki page here. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Let's see. On May 25th, Cooper had a dream of his mother who reached out and touched his hand. When he awoke, a small gold ring was in his hand. His father told him that the ring belonged to Dale's mother, but he had not seen it since before they were married and it had once belonged to her father. Uh, his mother, by the way, had passed away at this point. Cooper had had nightmares of a man trying to break into his bedroom as a child and told his mom about them. And she's like, it's very important. You never let the man in. And then she started having nightmares and told him, the man's very strong and might break in. And after that, she had a brain aneurysm and died. So the implication is that is Bob, that Bob killed, Bob killed mom. Cooper's mom. Well, that's stupid. It's so fucking dumb. That's that's like Emperor Palpatine had a cloned son right, who had yes, children. Bob is a force diode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that book sounds like dog shit. People don't understand that you don't have to keep doing prequel shit that, like, links stuff back together. You don't have to grab every random thing that happens in the thing and give it a backstory. (laughs) Which, again, I kind of feel like they're doing with the gum line in this episode. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, what a... There's some... uh, There's a lot from this book that's on (laughs) Agent Cooper's uh, Twin Peaks wiki page. Where's the shit with the girl that he was, like, in love with as a teenager... Uh, it was some shit about, like, he he was a Boy Scout, and she helped him earn his knot-tying merit badge by letting him practice knots tying her up. Okay. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) Chelsea just walked into the room. All right. (laughs) As I'm explaining that, like, his parents got him a tape recorder when he was a little boy, and he's always used it just to record whatever thoughts he has. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Like when he tried to spy on the girl's health class, that was his first... And then he wrote to J. Edgar Hoover about how he did that. Oh my god, dude. Uh-huh. I bet J. Edgar Hoover loved that. He, <laughs> yes, yes he did. Fuck off! <laughs> Hoover responded, praising him and to not be discouraged about being caught. Hoover also gave Dale an invitation to tour the FBI headquarters. Don't, stop fucking reading about this book to me. <laughs> this doesn't exist. He met Hoover and was given a tour by a special agent and demonstrated exceptional marksmanship, outscoring the agent. You know, I can't uh, help but notice that you are still reading bits about this book to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I think Twin Peaks is bad, actually. <laughs> the <laughs> Is that one of the Mark Frost books? No, that is a Scott Frost book, Mark Frost's brother. Oh my god. And I got bad news about whether he writes on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's from like the early '90s. That came out when the show was was a thing still. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing. It's all bad. But also, the Mark Frost book has the exact same caliber of shit in it. Yeah, that's. I mean, people hate it, so that's why I asked. Uh huh. The Mark Frost book opens with a story about Lewis and Clark coming out to the Northwest. No! <laughs> and the Native Americans there telling them about the, like, spirits that live there, and they meet, like, the giant. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you could have, like... 
not said anything. Yeah, I could have. That's true. But I read all of it, and now it's in me, and I need to, <laughs> you know. That's something that Bob said. Yeah, I guess that is true. <laughs> Go back to talking about the episode, you fucking clown. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> uh, Cooper is like, okay, well, now I know who did it. Uh, boys, take Ben back to prison. And I love from Ben's perspective, he's like, why did you take me out here just to take me back? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, but he also says, like, you might want to bring Leland Palmer along with you as your lawyer. And then he, like, he it's not this scene, but I just like to imagine him, like, looking at uh, Truman and going, wink! Yeah, well, he does give all, everyone else a thumbs up yeah. on his way out the door. Uh, well, yeah, and then lightning strikes as he gives the thumbs up to the giant. Right. I do like that um, Ben is still resisting arrest at this point, despite having been arrested for, like, two and a half days. But despite already being arrested, he's, like, struggling yeah. to get away from them. Not that hard, though. He's just kind of giving a little jerk every couple steps. Yeah. It's like, what's the point, man? <laughs> uh, so they head back to the sheriff's station, and, uh, you know, Leland kind of talks to Cooper, and um, he's like, all right, well, if I'm going to represent Ben, then, uh, yeah, we're going to just get started on bail proceedings. And Cooper's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, head on down to the interrogation room with him. He'll get his day in court. And then he grabs. Oh, wow. We put a, a, a bunch of sticks of gum in this room. Why don't you go in there, Leland? <laughs> <laughs> but he pulls Harry aside and whispers something to him. And when they go down to the interrogation room, they open up the door. And move like they're about to escort Ben in, but then they shove Leland in instead. He, he starts flipping his shit. Yeah, as soon as he gets he, locked he in there, he just starts do, screaming. Doing the end of a Ric Flair promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like whips his jacket off and starts like slamming himself into the walls and just like yelling like a baboon. Yeah. Yeah. He then he just needs to start uh, doing elbow drops on his. Yeah. Uh, suit jacket and it will be complete. Yep. <laughs> he really does start doing that, doesn't he? He does! <laughs> so they're all watching him have this meltdown and Truman's just like, how'd you know it was him? And Cooper says, Laura told me in my dream. Truman's like, okay, we're gonna need more evidence than that. <laughs> so and he's like, what if we just go get a confession out of him? He's like, yeah, I guess. I guess a gunpoint confession will do. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Hawk does have a gun train on Leland as they handcuff him. Yeah. And yeah, Ray Wise, having a ball. Oh, oh he is so fucking in the pocket on this. Yeah. He's going the fuck off. He looks like his hair is just in every direction. His face is like beet red. Like his every muscle in his face is clenched. He had to like, just like... Hold, like, activate every muscle in his body for, like, 30 minutes before this scene started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's talking as Bob, so he's like, oh, I guess you want to ask him some questions, don't you? And Cooper asks him if he killed Laura, and he starts just, like, hooting, like, Whoa, hoo, 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 hoo. and that's a yes. Yeah, he he is... Very much playing like a Batman villain at this point. A little, <laughs> yeah. I like the back and forth they have after that because Cooper's like, did you kill Maddie too? Well, I don't know. What do you think? I asked you. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, what do you think though? Well, I don't know. Just talk about it. I mean, I guess, gosh, well, sort of. Yeah, I guess I kind of did. 
It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I I'm not a big fan of this episode, but I am a big fan of Ray Wise in this episode. You're not a big fan of this episode? No, I'm not. This is the fucking yeah. cinema. Mm. Yeah, Luke, like, I, when I messaged Luke, I was, like, at this scene, and I'm like, like, quite the F, huh? Yeah. And you're, you're like, yeah, I don't really like this episode. I'm like, what? And then you watch for, like, five more minutes, you're like, oh, no, okay, I see why. Uh, I think I yeah, go ahead. don't like it as much as Molly, but like it way more than you. That's entirely fair. Listen, the the acting in it, Ray Wise, is amazing. This whole, like, sequence, the way it's shot, it's good at what it's doing. I just don't like what it's doing, which is... It will, I will say, it is letting Leland completely off the hook. It is 100% absolving Leland, and I was just saying last week, yeah. I don't like... If you definitively say Bob's just a ghost possessing him... I don't like giving him that out. Yeah. It, it turns a lot of the abuse and all of that kind of stuff into just, like, he did it because he's evil. Right. And yeah, like Leland didn't act- mean to. Right. Yeah. Leland didn't even want to. He wouldn't have if he had the choice. He, yeah. You know, he had to do it. Yeah, like, the exact Which also line- doesn't seem like the implication from the rest of what's happened. Uh, like I said, exactly what Bob is changes depending on who's writing the episode. Yeah. Uh, the exact line Bob gives as he's talking through Leland is, ah, Leland's a babe in the woods. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm like, all right, then he's, yeah, like you said, like an innocent. He is 100% not responsible for anything he's done. Right, and like... For whatever reason, my dad's come up a lot on this. Mostly just because I've watched a lot of this show with him the first time I saw it. And, like, he's really into this twist because he's very into the, like, horror of, like, oh, God. Like, he's a dad that, like, loved his daughter and was forced against his will to hurt her. And, like, that's horrifying. And I... I can totally get that. Yeah. And I agree that that's horrifying. But it's also, like, coming up with a conceit that centers the, like tragedy of the abuser instead of the abuse victim. Yes. Yes. And I really don't like that. It's, yeah, it's extremely, like, you know, we've talked about this in, like, a few ways, but, like, focusing on the men. Yeah. Where, like, they, yeah, like, they'll talk about, and, you know, we'll get a whole movie of Laura Palmer. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like this, like this whole episode and scene is about like the tragedy of Leland Palmer, who like tried so hard to, you know, make, uh, to like save his daughter, but couldn't. Right. He, he wasn't strong enough to resist Bob, but Laura was, and she chose to die instead of become possessed by Bob like he was. And also I am not a huge fan of like, and so she chose to die. Yes. Because that was the only way she could win. Yeah, and, like, I know it's not what it's going for. Right. But, like, it just gives me the feeling of, like, and that's why, like, this was a noble suicide. Totally, yeah. I mean, they've been playing with that from the beginning of the season. Like, Dr. Jacoby was saying, like, I know she didn't commit suicide, but I think she might have let herself get killed. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. 
And now they're saying, yeah, the reason why was because that was the only way she could escape the ghost that wanted to possess her. Yeah, like, there there is a different, like, letting herself die because of, like, the, all of the stuff that is happening in her life. Right. In, like, extremely fucked up ways. Right, right. And, like, there is, like, a different kind of tragedy to that than the tragedy of there's a, like, there's a demon ghost. Right. Yeah, it's... Turning her brutal murder into something noble is gross. And, yeah, also her, like, years of abuse and... Yep. All that into, like, a fight between her and a demon. Yeah. And, yeah, like, getting rid of all of the, like, honestly, like, abuse angles. Right, yeah. It kind (sighs) of... Because, like I said, David Lynch directed the the reveal episode, and then he just kind of... I don't know exactly what he did, but he wasn't really involved with the show, even though he didn't, like, leave it. Uh, he he did it, not enough to get a credit on this episode. 100%. And not enough to get a credit on any other episodes until the very last one. Right. Um, But, like, it almost feels like the other writers got that ball and was like... Well, I don't want to fucking do anything with this. We need to back the fuck away. I I cannot write this story. Yeah. We got to make this less uh, upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And. Well, yeah, it's an upsetting subject. Yes. But uh, that's part of it. And. And again, blaming David Lynch a little bit in the sense of maybe if you fucking told everybody in advance, that's where the story was. They could prepare for it more and have a better idea how to handle it. Or if you stuck around and made sure that, like, yeah, all right, like, if I have to tell this story, I'm going to tell this story of abuse and... Yeah. I guess and, part like, of it is he didn't want to tell that story. He just kind of wanted it to exist. He wanted to be in the background, like, kind of, like, bleeding in in ways. But, and, like, maybe, you know, if the show had gone on for, like, five seasons or something, you could kind of piece it together if you're paying close attention, but it never gets said. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, between that thing, like, exist- like existing at all or being totally rewritten... Right. He chose totally rewritten, which really just makes me feel like he didn't actually want to talk about that at all. Yeah. He just wanted to yeah, cause motion I, at it. I talked about it on the Maddie Reveal episode. I kind of disagree with him. I feel like you got to reveal this because you need... The way to do this would be to reveal it and then stew in the way that recontextualizes everything. As yeah. opposed to what the show does is reveal it and then back away from it as hard as it possibly can while still, like, making it true. And, yeah, I was talking about this, you know, like, we, you asked us last time, like, how quickly do you think that they're going to reveal? Yeah. Who, and, like, I didn't guess that it was going to be this quick. Yeah. But I guess that it was going to be pretty quick. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, oh, the this is just giving off the vibes of don't want to deal with this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's frustrating. But, again, very well acted, and the kind of, like, too much direction that's been in this whole episode kind of works in this yeah, sequence. Yeah, it works here. Again, yes. if you're on board with what they're doing, I think it's a very good execution of it. It's just I'm not on board with what they're doing. Yeah. 
uh, I, to be clear, I'm not on board with what they're doing. Oh, I no, just sure, think sure, it's sure. a good episode. That's, and yeah, and I get where you're coming from with it. Yeah, it is, listen, it's, it's well shot, good acting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, how much of you, like, not liking this episode has, like, come from, like, when you're watching, like, this time. Yeah. Because, uh, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know if when you first watched this and, you know, maybe because you had watched the movie, you knew some things. Yeah, because I had seen the movie, this felt a, like, and this is a common thing people say, because it's not that uncommon for people to see the movie without seeing the show. Yeah. And you will hear a lot people that, like, are just jumping into the show blind, like, this episode is just fine. And people that have seen the movie are like, what, why are you, no, that's not, what? Fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm having a great time. And, like, yeah, like, the ending of this, like, has, like, somewhat soured me on it. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I'm still having a great time. Sure. Yeah, and listen, I'm not having a bad time with it. I'm no, enjoying no. it. I like it when the sprinklers kick on because Dick Tremaine's loves smoking. Yeah, he loves smoking. It's uh, it's also very funny because everybody downstairs also smoking. But it's Dick Tremaine specifically that sets it off. Right. Um, well, because he's got the extended He's got the extendo, that. yeah. <laughs> right, he's got the holder. That puts it a few inches closer to the... The smoke detector. Right. Um, Yeah. After he confesses to the crimes, uh, they're back out in the hall, and he starts screaming the fire walk with me poem, and then smashes his head into the door Did we talk about uh, Lucy's thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, we we didn't. No, well, you just kind of, like, mentioned it. Well, no, right, yeah, no. Simultaneously, Lucy is having a conversation upstairs. The fucking hard swing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of good. Yeah, I don't mind that. Like, yes. No, yeah, it's just extremely funny. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and also you have the scene where Dick Tremaine asks Andy for a light, and Andy just, like, pats his pockets for, like, he, like five checks. minutes before he goes. He's like, wait yeah. a minute, I don't smoke. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. Dick Tremaine just like, all right, <laughs> let me get my lighter. <laughs> He knew. Fucking he knew. He knew. <laughs> but yeah, Lucy explains that she can't do a paternity test until after the baby's born, and she is going to have the baby, and neither of them get an opinion about that. Yeah. And until and, yeah, they like, know who Andy's the dad like, is. Of, yeah, good. of course, yeah. And Dick Tremaine's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Lucy's like, until we know who the dad is for sure, I expect both of you to be supportive and cooperative, and whichever you is the dad, I expect to step the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, again, Andy's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. And Dick's like, man, Aww. I don't want to, though. I don't want to be a dad. I don't want to be a father. <laughs> he sucks so bad. He sucks so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, while Cooper's talking to uh, Leland Bob, Bob reveals that he knows about Cooper's mysterious past in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. that he got yeah stabbed. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, he goes like, I'm a fan of knives. Right. <laughs> Which, again, is extremely... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Batman shit. <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, so Bob makes Leland ram his head against the door of the interrogation room so hard that, like, 
There's a bloody clump of hair stuck yeah, to the door. It's so gross. Yeah, it's really gross in a great way. Yeah, and they try to call an ambulance, and the sprinklers kick on, and they're just getting drenched in water. And uh, it seems like Bob has fully left Leland now, and Leland is just, like, crushed under the weight of everything he's done, and just is, like, dying from the head wound, and, like, tearfully, like, oh my god, what have I done? I've I killed my daughter, oh god. Yeah, and they send Hawk away to go get an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, But they're like, yeah, we're just going to make sure this guy dies right now. Right. Cooper's just, like, cradling him and holding his hand and, like, guiding him, like, you're you're on a a path towards a light now, Leland. I need you to walk into the light. Yeah. Uh, Molly, what did you think of Cooper in this scene? (laughs) Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a hotter man. (laughs) Good lord. You, you I like know it's not nice the time for this. Yeah, it's just not the time for this. But my God, just a just a nice soggy lad. Yeah, slick back hair is all just like drenched in his face. Yeah, he's all flipping it around and stuff. It's great. <laughs> he kind of looks like an emo guy, actually. Now that I'm really thinking about it, maybe that's really well, what I'm picking up on here. Yeah, you put some eyeliner on him. He could. Yeah. he could be in an emo band. You could put some eyeliner on him. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Leland dies in the basement of the sheriff's station. After explaining that, oh, he, you know, he invited me, uh, or he he invited himself in when I was just a boy. He opened me up, and I invited him in, and he came inside me. Come on. Yeah. Which, like, mm, if I am trying to... This episode is deeply invested in absolving Leland, but if I'm trying to not... The fact that he invited Bob in is like, yeah, that's like a, a pinhole of culpability on his part, I guess. I guess, yeah. But no. But like, it, it's written more as he didn't know what he was doing then. Right. Also, I don't think it's the intent of the line, but given... little uh, the, intense on the sexual themes there. Given that Bob is like a, a molestation spirit, you could have come up with better phrasing than... He opened me up and came inside me. Yeah, I think it is a totally on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's on purpose, and I don't. I'm probably just trying that. to be charitable because that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah, and you know, we had earlier talked about like, oh, the like you know cycle of abuse and stuff yes. like that, and yeah. but like, yeah, like this isn't just a cycle. This is just demon doing demon shit. Well, I think you could still try to. I mean, you can play it as the metaphor. cycle if, yeah, if you, right. if you say that Leland, Leland yes. and that turned him into an abuser and like that force wanted to turn Laura into an abuser. But this version of the metaphor completely like takes away all culpability from the actual abusers. It's just this unstoppable force. Yeah, which is awful. That they're just, like the, the abusers are actually just as much victims as their victims, if you think about it. Yeah, if you really think about it. If you really think about it, the the abusers are, in fact, more victims. Because they don't right. want to do this, but that's how they were raised. Right. And, yeah, it's just, it's gross, and I don't care for it. Yeah. David, if you didn't want to go into this, you probably shouldn't have started it in the first place. Probably shouldn't have. If you're gonna do it, do it. Don't like set it up. Don't don't like toss the ball in the air and then like, all right, I'm out of here. 
Fuck yeah. all of you. I'll be in my office. Don't bother me. Uh, all the uh, cops come out into the woods with uh, Major Briggs, and they're just all just like, well, that was real fucked up in there. It was so funny that they brought Major Briggs to this. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, I like, think hey, he was guys. just in the area. Hey, everybody. It's me. Yeah. I have a pleasant voice. <laughs> he does have a pleasant voice. He does. <laughs> Un- unmistakable there. Um, cool. <sighs> Truman's like, man, yeah, even after mm. seeing all that. It's still, I'm having a hard time accepting that, like, Bob is real. Like, there was a a demon possessing Leland Palmer. And Cooper says, is it any easier to believe that a man would rape and murder his own daughter? Yes, unfortunately, Coop. I think that is a really good line to give Cooper if you understand that it's the dumbest fucking thing anybody's ever said. But the writers, I don't think, understand that. No, they don't get that. They think, like, well, obviously this is the only way. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yes, this is one of those things happens thing. all the time in real life, and one of them doesn't. So, yes, I do find that one more believable. Yes, Cooper. And, like, you know... As an FBI agent, you should yeah. know that. And, like, I get that Harry Truman is just like, okay. But also, <laughs> you think he would say something like, uh, yeah, I think I believe that a little bit more. Right. Yeah, it's the fact that Truman doesn't push back on that at all. It's like, oh, no. The writers also think that's a not stupid thing to say. Yeah. And then Briggs goes, oh, gentlemen, there's more between heaven and earth than what we've come up with in our philosophy. Yeah. Wait, what do you... Well, you, what know, do you also, I know you've just confirmed, like, the existence of aliens, but also, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and I'm specifically talking about aliens. <laughs> Love Major Briggs. No, he didn't need to be here. He didn't need to be here. He does have a line like, frankly, gentlemen, that was an evil that great. Who really cares, like, where it came from? And Cooper's like, I do, because it's my job to stop it. And Briggs is just like, all right, fair enough. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I had been signed on for a certain number of episode appearances, and uh, <laughs> they weren't really sure where I should go next. Yeah. <laughs> Albert gives us a line, also giving us a pinhole of, like, salvaging this because he's like, well, maybe all Bob really was was just the evil that men do. I'm like, I guess, sure. Like, but also, nah, you can't. Yeah, no. But also, that's dumb. Yeah. Somebody, like, read, somebody read some Stephen King before they were writing this script. Like, he is, but when you just say it like that, it sounds dumb. Yeah. Especially when it's, yes, it's the evil that men do, by which I mean it possesses men to it do evil. good men to do evil, yeah. and, but they're not responsible for it. The evil exists outside of them. Yeah. And Truman's like, hey, but hold on. If Bob really was like a ghost demon monster, then didn't he just escape? Where is he now? And we get a creepy fucking like shot of like a camera going through. We, we like, get a, a definite Sam Raimi shot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a As red. Someone who's just watched both Evil Deads. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a red tinted like ditch in the woods with like garbage in it. It's like the shittiest the woods have ever looked on this show. Yeah. And uh, then it just freeze frames on a bright light that a shitty owl flies out of. Yup. No, the owl's fine. Yeah, the owl's fine. It's just... 
I would like the owl way more at the end of a different episode. Yeah. I'm already in a bad mood by the time the owl shows up, so I have no patience for it. Fuck this owl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still think this is a really fun episode to watch. I think it's a fun episode to watch. I think if I think about it at all, I get mad. <laughs> yeah, that's completely fair. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Complicated feelings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do y'all want questions? Cooper's hair does get wet, though. I can't argue with that. It does get wet. <laughs> yeah, give us some questions, Ashley. Well, Twitter is being weirdly slow for me, so I'm going to... All right. <laughs> uh, from Specubus. Hey, she's in this room with me right now. Yeah. Uh, friend of the podcast, girlfriend of Luke. Uh, have you... Have any of you seen a raccoon in person? Uh, yes. I'm sure I must have. Probably. Yeah, no, I have seen so many raccoons. Yeah, I can't think of a specific instance of seeing one, but I'm sure I've seen a raccoon. Yeah, like, you know, like my whole thing is, like, at night, it's like, okay, that's just a raccoon. It's doing its thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna bother that. I'm not gonna bother it. Uh, it's when it's at, during the day. Yeah. No, oh, no, you're no. You're not supposed to be here. I saw a skunk yeah. today. Damn. I don't think I've seen skunks. Yeah. I think I've only seen, like, yeah, I've seen raccoons. Uh, yeah, no skunks. Anyway. Uh, from at Turtleland, have you ever had gum stuck in your hair? Uh, how do you get it out? Can't say that I have. I had gum stuck in my hair once, and I think because I was like a a young kid who was presenting as a boy at the time, mm-hmm. uh, like my mom just like cut my hair real short. Yeah, buzz cut time. Yeah, yeah just... I've, I've never gotten gum stuck bad. Like you can either just like I it's been stuck enough for well, you just give it a yank and you'll pull some hair out, but not like enough that it matters. Or you just grab some scissors and just cut it out. Yeah. Again, like, it's not in there enough that, like, it looks like you got a hole in your hair now or anything. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, from at Smoothie2D, were there any weird, uh, unsolved mysteries slash unexplained phenomenon in your hometowns? If not, what's a well-known one you like? Huh, I'm trying to think if we had any fun ones in my hometown. Um... No, my town was too big for that. The The first thing that jumps to mind for me is uh, I lived, like, in a suburb of Louisville, Kentucky growing up. And there's, like, a uh, kind of famous, um, like, old tuberculosis hospital there that they kind of turned into, like, a haunted house ghost tours thing. Sure. I think there's an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved about it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lo- there was a lot of tuberculosis places that were like yeah. yeah, tuberculosis wasn't a fun disease to have, and yet many people had it. Weird. It's not good when a disease just gets called the consumption. No. <laughs> when it becomes a proper noun. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. 
I had like I I would always get those like weird U.S. books and like weird Florida books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know, weird Florida was the one that I got because it was my home, you know, mm-hmm. home state. And like our hometown thing that I definitely had heard of was like it, it's like a pretty common thing from like a bunch of it's like oh the, the, the like the the guy with the axe. Oh sure. Uh, but like in this one, he's in a bunny suit because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to just use this to talk about uh, the Sandown Clown, one of my personal favorites. <laughs> the 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 who now? Uh, the Sandown Clown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sandown Clown is a strange being encountered by two young children vacationing at Lake Common Sandown, Isle of Wight, in May of 1973. Uh, the children wandered across a footbridge over a stream and met a curious, unidentifiable being that had been described as a cross between a clown, a robot, and an alien. <laughs> It was a shy but friendly being and spoke kindly to the children for almost half an hour before they returned to their parents. Um, uh, yeah, let me just read my favorite quote. Okay. Uh, when asked if it was human, it said it was not. When asked if it was a ghost, it was reported to answer, well, not really, but it, I am in an odd sort of way. Okay. Yeah, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. Uh, any all other questions about what it might be were answered solely with you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just like that. I just like this guy's style. Who conducted this interview? <laughs> uh, and then yeah, there's an artist drawing of the the Sam Down Clown, which uh, because I can't save anything on the internet anymore. It's being a bitch. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you you mean you found a web p? A web p. Uh, but I'm gonna ask the next question. Well, sure. Okay. Uh, from actual Fox Lexi, uh, what's your most disappointing gum experience? I remember always being super excited to get bubble tape, only to read the cover every time that turns to sludge after like two minutes. Mm. Um. Oh God. I th- I think just called like bubble gum pops. Blow pops? Is that what you're thinking of? Blow pops. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Well, those things fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, like, by the time that, you get to yeah. the gum, there's like just like shards of lollipops still yeah. in it. Like, there's no good. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, it's just not good. Um, yeah. You know what? You know what's not a disappointing gum experience? Some big league what? chew. Oh. Uh, big league chew is great. That stuff is yeah. not fucking around. It's to uh, get kids into the idea that you could chew tobacco really early on in life. Sure, right. Of yeah. course, it's very flavorful, though. Yeah, <laughs> much like it tobacco. made me feel like a like a like a baseball player. Right. Yes, yeah. Uh, you, you either because they that had a baseball guy s- on the front. Yeah, you either had that or you had sunflower seeds in the dugout. That's it. It's all you can have because you have right. to do something with your mouth because <laughs> it's baseball. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, there's Sam down the the clown. I see. That does look like a weird clown robot. Yeah, man. It looks like an Adventure Time character. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we got more questions? Uh, no, that's it for questions. All right. Okay, uh, Luke, where can we find you on the internet? 
You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as uh, Idol on Playtest. It's an actual play RPG podcast right now. We are playing World of Assassination. Or I guess by the time you listen to this, we finished playing World of Assassination. On the Patreon. On the pa- That's true. That's true. The last episode won't be out on the free feed by this point. Uh, it's a fun game. Our friend Crystal wrote it. It's based on Hitman. It's a good time. You should listen to it. You should. Great apps. Uh, I'm also doing, uh, I did an episode of Teenagers with Attitude recently, the Power Rangers show. That's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> There's always more Power Rangers. There's always more Power Rangers. There's always more Power always Rangers. More Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, we recorded a Let's Play, so I'm not totally sure when that's going up, but it did get recorded. There you go. And yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Ashley. You can find me at your librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking, fucking money. money. She's coming in hot. You just trying to beat me? Yeah. Damn. I'm usually the slower one. I wanted to be the first one this time. It's my fucking bit. Well, I thought it was our fucking bit. Hmm. Hmm. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was a communal bit. <laughs> Luke, it's a communal bit. You're right. Oh, thank you. You can find me on Twitter at your friend Melly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, I need mayo.com, the second best game club. Our episode, when you hear this, uh, on Marathon will be out, uh, which I think is a really good episode, despite both of us uh, not, like, vibing with the game that well. Yeah. Um, You should put checkpoints at the start of your levels. That'd be... Yeah, that's a good thing to do. That's, it's a great thing to do. So I don't have to play the last, like, ten minutes of a level over and over again. Yeah, I feel like you're, you're planning where you're putting the checkpoints. Beginning of the level seems like the first place you put one. There was a... So I, I went and looked up some of the levels after um, I stopped playing. Uh-huh. One of the levels, the one after the one I kept getting stuck on, um, literally does not contain a checkpoint. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing over there at Bungie in 1994, uh, but y'all got to get together. Jeez. Um, some would yeah, say they, they did might not. Have. <laughs> well, so I think most would say they did, and then they lost it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, this it's been a long time since I played Halo One or Two, so I don't know. Yeah, well, now you or have an three. Xbox, so... I, I do have an Xbox. I could play Halo. The world is my oyster. You could play the Master Chief Collection anytime you want. No, I will be playing Viva Pinata tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. AudioHP.com. Hit the donate button in the upper hand corner. Give us a little bit of money for hosting for the website. Thanks, everybody who has. Leave us a five-star review anywhere it's possible to leave five-star reviews. Yeah. I don't care what website it is. Do it. Point people to us. We make the best Twin Peaks podcast on the internet. <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> um I'm a fan of it. And that's it. Uh yeah, Ashley, get us out of here. Until next time. Damn fine podcasts.